Hello and welcome back to another Creative Days exclusive interview. Dinda Yuwana is here with the singer-songwriter from Orlando. You might know and stumble upon his song through Spotify or other streaming platform called If We Never Met. And here with me now, I'm so excited. John K. Hey, guy, uh, John, how are you? Dude, my man, how are you? It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us and thank you for spending a little time for me to ask you for some questions. How are you and where are you right now? I am good and always. Dude, it's you and me. We can, we're going to hang out. <laughs> uh, I am in Orlando, Florida and it is, uh, it's nine o'clock p.m. yesterday. PM. Right. Right. And uh, here it's 10 a.m. in the morning so I'm sipping my coffee right now <laughs> while uh, interviewing you. By the way, nice background down there. I love the the John K O M happening back there. It's it's thank you. Nice. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the home studio. This is where I spend, you know, pretty much all of my life for the past year mm-hmm. since we've been locked down. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh-huh. in here doing Zoom sessions and writing music. This is kind of just where I am at all times. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and hey, welcome to Indonesia in the virtual session because I'm from Indonesia. Have you ever been to Indonesia though? I've never. I've always wanted to go, and hopefully, when everything clears up, we can we can make it happen. Yes, hopefully, and I can't wait to see you. So, uh, John, uh, we already um, starting the new year, 2021. How's your 2021 so far? It's good. Um, 2021. You know, it's the year of hope. It's the year uh, where we're yeah. just making a lot of music. I have an incredible team mm-hmm. around me. I am so blessed and very fortunate to just have, be able to work mm-hmm. on music with the people that I love. And I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by people that I love all the time. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm incredibly happy and fortunate and I'm able to do what I love to do. So that means it's going to be a great year. Cool. I can't wait to listen to your whole new music upcoming that probably you uh, already like prepare for that but before the interview john i already like do some research and find out a fun fact about you that at the age of five you kind of obsessed with mariah carey is that true tell us <laughs> more about that Why? yeah so most kids you know when they i remember my dad got this big van and it was a tiny tv right. in it like this big And right. most kids want to watch like cartoons and yeah, I, I was four or five years old and I would make him put on Mariah Carey live in concert and singing, you know, okay. like Hero, You'll Always Be My Baby, uh-huh. like all those songs. And I watched it every single day. And I think that was the wow. first thing my dad was like, what's wrong with this kid? Like he loved singing. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> He can barely talk. Weird. And I, I as long as I can remember, I always love to to sing and to dive in and to listen to. I'm just fascinated by some things that the human voice can do. Mm, okay. Um, did the love obsession uh, for Mariah Carey still remains until now? Or oh, or of course. I think I think she's one of the greatest singers of all time. I think what mm. her her whistle register, like her tone and her ability. Right. It was just, I mean, her and Whitney Houston, 
some of the greatest voices that will just go down in history. Um, and that was early on. That was kind of, I think, what got me interested in just in, in singing in general. And then as I grew up, I kind of turned, I kind of turned more to uh, Otis Redding, uh, a lot of like old school soul singers, the Beatles, the, the Eagles, um, Bill Withers, Sam Cooke, Donny Hathaway, um, John Mayer, Gavin DeGraw, Maroon 5, um, Bruno Mars, uh, Justin Timberlake. I used to go through these different phases where I had to learn like every little vocal thing that they do in the whole album. I would, mm -hmm. I would go through and I would know every single, I would just sing these songs until I memorized mm -hmm. them. And that's kind of how I learned how to sing, I think, because I was trying on all these different styles and, mm -hmm. and being able to make sure I could do that riff and that run and that move and and I could keep up with these guys. So I used yeah. to sing into this voice recorder right here and then listen oh, okay. and sing and listen and listen. And, listen. and uh, I just fell in love with it. That, so that's how you perfect um, your singing, what is it like skills, right? Yeah, I it's it's all in here somewhere. Just, I And I it was I used to I used to get in my car as soon as I got my mm -hmm. car and i would sing into this like the whole drive over and then i would listen to the playback and every time i would listen to it i would hear things that i didn't like i was like oh that doesn't sound good i could have done that better i could have hit that better mm. and mm. It, i wasn't trying to teach myself how to sing i just i just liked to do it and i kind of liked the process of of figuring out what i could do better uh just because i wanted to 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 learn it and i wanted it to be sick And I just did that enough to where I started to get more confident, and I knew, I, I knew I was a good singer. I knew I had, I had learned a lot of tricks, and I had learned a lot of little moves, and you know, got my scales under me, and just kind of knew that I could look at anything. I could jump up on stage. I had good instincts, and I could kind of start to make it my own. And that's when I started to transition. From a singer who loved to sing other people's stuff to an artist who wanted to write his own stuff. Right, right. So let's talk about your music now, John. Congratulations for reaching platinum uh, for If We Never Met and the release of Love and Everything Else album. I'd love to talk about each and every song on the album, but we didn't have enough time for that. But I know this for sure that you really wanted this for so long, right? And how does it feel to finally release the album and make song that went platinum? Man? It feels like uh, thousands of pounds just lifted off my shoulders. Ooh. Like, Ooh. It's just it, you, when when you put that out and the day everything came out, you just felt light as air. And mm. because there's no more fixing or tweaking, we worked on this for you know over two years, and. Mm. It was a lot of little things and I, I couldn't be more proud of the process and the people involved and it was awesome. I loved every minute of every song and now when I listen to the album, like I see the memories of making that song and I see like mm. the exact moment when we found uh, I will fall without a parachute like and we were all so yeah. excited and we just had that energy and It was such a fun process just to to go through it and try to just like I used to listen to all these videos and try to learn. Now I'm doing that with myself 
now I listen mm. can listen to these recordings and say like, oh, you could you could beat that. You can do that better. Yeah. You can make yeah. that a yeah. little bit better. And of it's, course. it's of amazing, course. you know. Yeah. So uh, I already uh, listen to your album like uh, all the time. Right now, it's like a uh, thousand times, I guess. I don't know because <laughs> I enjoy the song very much. Especially six months. I know that I'm a ballad kind of person, so whenever I heard that six months uh, song, it's it's really touching me like real hard. I mean, like the lyrics that you put. I mean, like the the uh, the thing that I learned uh, from you, John, is you kind of wrote it like straightforward, telling a story and so true without like a cherry on top or whatever. Yeah. And is that the type though that uh, writing process that you had? It just worked out that way for that song. Um, I remember mm. we went in that day, and and Dante had this this really cool thing on the guitar, and and he's like, I, it feels like it's been six months and seven days, and mm. we started with that, and the whole write just kept going. We just kept writing straight to the end, and mm. that's actually really rare. Most times you start with a chorus. And when you feel like you have a really strong concept and a good chorus, then you kind of build around yeah. it. That one yeah. just kind of took on a personality of its own. And you can tell because the record grows like like throughout the whole thing. It starts out just a guitar vocal. And by the end of it, there's like all these sounds happening at the same time. Yes. Uh, right. And that was because of the way that we wrote it. And we wanted the whole record mm. to grow throughout the process. Mm. Cool. So, John, um, uh, this is the thing that I learned also. Nowadays, people who listen to music tend to be more like connected to a song in which, like, the writer throws some honesty in their song, right? Do you feel the same way too? Whenever you heard the song, you feel like way more connected to the person, to their music. Yeah, you can you can tell, and that's the story of if we never met. Because I I before if we never met, I was just trying to write songs. And mm. when I was in the room, I was just talking about my life, and then mm. this, then we just captured the moment, and we captured a song. So I think it's the difference between yeah. trying to write music and just being musical and being in a place and just capturing something that's very real, and it's two very yeah. different things. And you can do them both, and they're both beautiful when done right. But there's sometimes just this very real authenticity uh, when you're capturing something that is just happening rather than trying to to make something yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree because uh, I way more connected to the the writers and the song and the singers through their song if they told us their story and and I feel like hey I felt the same way too so. He's a normal person. He's uh, he's a people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's powerful because you know you when you tell your story from your perspective, you're mm. actually giving someone the opportunity to connect to it as if it's them, and mm. connect yeah. to. It. I was, and if we never met, I'm talking about what if I never left Nashville and all these like yeah. little specific things, and it's incredible how many people were like. I feel like he's telling my story, and I'm like, "Did you ever live in Nashville?" And they're like, "No, I never no. lived in Nashville." <laughs> But it still feels yeah. like my story, and there's just something about being honest and authentic in the microphone mm. 
that allow somebody to also when because they're singing the words too and then they feel like they're telling their story okay so so again um we already got your ep back in 2019 and your debut album last year in november and i heard that you are preparing an artistic version for your album is that right yes we're It's tough because it's different. Um, you know, yeah. I'm doing I'm doing four to five Zoom sessions a week where we're getting on just wow. like this, uh, and I'm I'm trying to to get that so comfortable with that that it almost feels like we're in the same room. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. The process is a lot more complicated logistically. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas if we were all in the same room, we could be writing something, get excited about it. I could go, you know, in the vocal booth right then and lay down some ideas. And then we already have kind of like somewhat of a song. Now it's like, okay, when we get off this Zoom call, I'll schedule a time to go in and, and, and record some vocals and then send them out. So the process is just a little, it takes a little bit longer, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. And we've been able to, to overcome and write some incredible songs that I, I'm just excited to continue to grow. And I love yeah. to sing. Like at the end of the day, I'm just trying to create ways for me to try to do things I've never done before and to get a little bit uncomfortable and to stretch myself. So I've been very surprised with some of the direction of the album. It's not exactly necessarily what I thought it was going to be, but, mm -hmm. um, You know, we're open creatively to to following wherever the room goes. Sometimes it's not what you think it's going to be, but we're trying. I'm just trying to be honest and vulnerable and um, and just take it to a place that that feels very polished and feels very excellent. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to hear your new music and your singing because I love to hear your singing, man. I love your voice. I love your tone. So to wrap up this interview, uh, I don't have any time much left. Any message to your Indonesian fan, John, who listening to the podcast as well, or watching the video right now? Listen, I am blown away by the support, uh, the love, the the comments. I see you guys. I see you, and it inspires me beyond words to continue to go and to know that. There are people out there that are connecting to this music and singing along with me and maybe even learning some things here and there. So thank you so much. I love you. And I promise to continue to making music for you guys. Please. Thank you so much, John, for your time. It's been a pleasure for me to meeting you and talking to you about your music and can't wait to have you here in Indonesia, not virtually, but like in person. Yeah, I can't wait and I hope that it's sooner than later. This is John Kay. Check out my interview on Creative Disc.com.